This is the Prestigious Initiative, and these are the points. I'm Chris Kent, and I'm joining Chris Bean. Hello, Mr. Bean. Hello, sir. Let's talk about our conversation with Fitz, Fitz Kohler. Um, great to have her on. Great to hear her perspective. Um, I was thinking the whole time, it's so interesting. Uh, and I, I don't know the right way to say this. However, what I was thinking was I would have loved to talk to her before cancer, but being able to talk to her after cancer was incredible. And what I mean by that is I think Fitz had a wonderful business mindset, outlook, had tons to say, but now that she's gone through this and come out the other side, she has so much more to say, if that makes sense. Does that does that sound wrong to say at all? Oh, uh, yeah, I understand. Yep. I, I think that it wasn't cancer that defined her as a great person. I think she already was. And then she took cancer and the experience she went through and made it even more than 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 she was before. And so uh, again, I don't I don't know if that's wrong of me to say, but I really enjoyed having her on and, and hearing her for many different reasons. Yeah, no, I I, I was gonna say that she she's very um passionate about her drive that she's going with the fitness and moving in and, and then now she, then she she had cancer and then she's trying to use the information that she had before and then establish that connection with the cash uh, the cancer patients and then helping them along their journey and the the countless things that she's done uh through her journey to help them on their journey as a journey lots of times but to to help them in in, in their path hugely beneficial and again her, her passion for it really uh really it, it comes across very clear Yes. And one of the first things that you talked about with her was the idea of resilience. And again, this speaks to what I said at the beginning is that she was talking about her resilience being built through experiences and already being resilient going into another tough experience and talking about relying on her inner voice to help her through and doing hard things to help train that resilience before you come across a hard time. You know, you, you have to choose how you deal and respond to things. And she was able to deal with her cancer diagnosis and cancer journey because she was already a resilient and strong person to begin with. And she relied on the previous work to push her through this tough thing, which in turn only made her tougher and more resilient because she went through that next kind of tough thing. And that was a unique perspective, I think, because uh, we don't often think about it that way. I think we imagine ourselves either having to Pull, pull out some scraps of determination and strength in the moment when really uh, going through those tough things help to create that resilience and strength. And then we can use that resilience strength to go through tougher things, which makes us more resilient and strength or strengthened or more strong. And you know, the cycle kind of continues from there. And I, I loved her perspective on that and the way she kind of broke down her view on her own resilience and how we can and, and benefit from that too. Yeah, and you know, the you talk about perspective. I think that's the 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 key here because we talked about this in the episode. But we have all these things that happen to us that are, are so bad. Oh my gosh, it's you know, and and really in in perspective, it's not that bad at all. It's it happens to everybody. It's not a big deal. But then you get something like a cancer diagnosis. That is the big deal. Like you're every even she she said, oh, at least it's not cancer. At least it's but then it was right. And so all of those small things. You can, if, if you come at it with the right mindset, you use those things to strengthen and, and build your resili resilience as you move forward. It's not like, 
these things are happening to you because, you know, uh, you know, whatever, these are things are happening to you so that you can, okay, maybe not. So these things are happening to you and it will allow you to build resilience so that inevitably when something bad happens later on, or when those things continue to happen as they will do, because life happens, you can use those tools to improve your resilience and then improve the outlook as those things happen in the future. Right. So when bad things happen, don't think, oh, poor me, it's all. But use those as an opportunity to grow and learn and adjust and put a tool in your bag so that you can pull it out later when you need it. And hearing Fitz talk, I think there's several things um, she tries to incorporate into her life and not only tries, but does incorporate into her life that helped to set her apart from other people. And uh, one of the main things she talks about is having a passion for what she does. And we just had a conversation with, um, Annie, Annie Margarita Yang, and that was something that she mentioned too, is, is finding something that you're passionate about, finding something that you actually care about. And I think Fitz uh, follows that same kind of philosophy, and she really cares about fitness and helping others, and then in turn, uh, after her or through her, in line with her, her her journey through cancer, she cares about other cancer patients and just a lot of people in general. And not only does she care about it, but she has practiced hard to get where she is. She's practiced hard to become proficient as a speaker, uh, as a fitness coach, as as a, a mentor and all these things. It wasn't something she just is. She works hard toward it and, and she knows who she is. She knows that she's the kind of person who is resilient and strong and cares about her own fitness and, and uh, nutrition and cares about other people's fitness and nutrition. She talked about you know, showing up early, staying late, doing the work that, that needs to be done. Some people don't necessarily want to do, being nice to other people, being fearless in simple, in some situations. And when she does something, she's doing what she says she'll do. And then so much more as it, as it kind of goes about. And uh, she likes to think about not working a job, but finding her, her profession. You know, she took it from starting out at a gym, working at the gym. And then instead of just working that job, she did her own thing and became a profession for her. She has her 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 uh, master's degree. She you know she she really took what she cared about and made it her profession. And she is very clearly professional at what she's doing uh, in many different regards. And I think that's inspiring and something that we can we can kind of learn from and, and follow suit. And of course, it's it's so cool to hear that she started this at such a young age that the fitness aspect and then just continued that path as she went. So very clearly, she found that passion and then was able to continue to do that passion as she moved forward and then it's, it just evolved it hasn't necessarily changed but it's evolved it's grown as time went and to be what it is now and it, it very, it's very clear that her passion lies here and it's it's also very clear that the the impact and benefit that it's had on the countless people that have that that know her that has have had influence over her or that have read her books or done the journal hugely impactful and beneficial all because of that passion that she has to help others in their fitness journey. With that passion, even in the face of that passion or despite the passion, being a kickboxer, being a fitness coach, being a speaker, being a business owner is going to come with challenges. And and Fitz talked a lot about the mental strength required to overcome those things. And and it begins with your perspective. You know, as you said, most of her life, everything couldn't be worse than cancer. And then she got cancer and then it kind of transitioned from there, but the way she looked at it is what I think was able to help her propel through through those challenges and 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 kind of tough out those 
those difficult times. And we talked about when she was talking about her, uh, her mental strength and talking about how she liked to incorporate things she cared about in her daily life, even when she was struggling through chemo and treatment, things like that. She did that uh, to bring joy to her life because she needed that joy because it was such a difficult time without that joy and without being able to get in touch with things she cared about. It would have been really difficult or more difficult than it already was to kind of deal with those things. And the way that I kind of put that into words was when she found out she had cancer, she set the intention for herself that she wasn't going to let that stop her um, personal life. She wasn't going to let that stop her business. She wasn't going to let that stop her fitness journey. She, from the get-go, set the intention that no, even no matter what she was going through, she was going to prioritize those three things. If it meant having to travel and not feeling well, or if it meant that the workout she did for the day was just walking down the hall, or she had to go to an event, uh, again, not feeling super well and, and being afraid of the germs or the infection or the sickness that could potentially come with all of that. It didn't matter because she had the intention of prioritizing those three things going into it. And she saw that through the entire time, which again, helps with that mental toughness because she didn't have to make the decision. She already decided, I'm going to do these three things. So when it comes time for it, she knew what her answer was going to be. And a lot of those things were help, helped to bring joy and to bring light and to bring uh, some some uh, good things to the experience she was already going through. And I think that was really great uh, to hear her say, because we've talked about setting intentions and and knowing what, you, what you're going to do going into things. But to hear how she implemented that into her cancer journey, I think was was very powerful. And you're right. I think that that intention setting that happened perhaps arguably was the key that helped her be on the right path and have the right mindset as she moved forward. Now, she said that she has a sunny disposition, and I'm sure that helps in, in, in lots of regards. But along with that, being able to set the attention for this is, you know, even though this is the worst possible thing that I, you know probably could have happened, and I said that this wasn't, as long as it's not, but it is. And then she set the intention, and then she, now that doesn't mean that all days were sunny and, and, and bright and wonderful, because she even said that the, that was not the case. There was many days that were not that. But despite those things, she still made it her passion, her effort, her her mission to get up and do the things that she said that she was going to do. And in doing those things, like you said, it brought joy to her. And that joy, excuse me, that joy gave her an opportunity to put pause on all of the things that were going on inside of her body, to focus on somebody else, other people, and then bring joy to them, and then she could go back to, you know, whatever was going on inside of her. But being able to hit pause in in those tough times, to bring joy to other people, and then also to bring joy to yourself, I'm sure was huge, huge. And all that was because she set the intention, the mindset that I'm not going to let this, you know, leave me in bed. I'm I'm going to get up and I'm going to do these things for my kids. I'm going to be there and do all of those things that she said she was going to do. She did. And because of that, that made her so much more resilient, so much stronger. And then she was able to share her mission with others. And I'm sure that was huge for them to, to know, the, to see that she's there despite everything that's going on. She was there doing the things that she said she was going to do. Huge. I can imagine any of that was easy, both physically and mentally. And we touched on fear and how to overcome fear, how to control fear. And she mentioned that as we've probably heard before from 
from other places, uh, you can control fear or fear can control you. And it's the, the decision of which one you're going to let happen. Are you going to let the fear control you or are you going to control it? And a phrase she used is, is being the CEO of your mind and body, being in control of your mind and body and practicing being fearless, putting yourself in situations that you might be afraid of to help yourself overcome that. And same way with, uh, we talked about um, uh, uh, like putting yourself in, in the position for resilience, putting yourself in the way of a tough thing that requires some resilience to become more resilient. When you put yourself in a fearful or put yourself in a situation you're afraid of, it requires some strength to overcome that fear. But then that just makes you stronger. So when you put yourself in the next situation that you're fearful of, you have that strength to draw, draw off of. And then you can, it's that same kind of cycle in a different kind of uh, arena, kind of area. And that ability to overcome the fear and then use the fear is 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 paramount for all of us uh, in everyday life and in tough things and the easy things. And, and no matter what we do, I think that's a lesson we can learn from Fitz and, and how important that is. We talked about this, but she talked about people were writing articles for her for Black Belt Magazine and you know, they were poorly written. They would spell her name wrong. And, and she, you know, she she knew the information. Why couldn't she just write it herself? And so she, you know, she stumbled around and, oh, man, I, you know, after one one tough training session and reading an article, oh, this is terrible. I called up, you know, Bob of Black Belt Magazine and said, hey, I, I, you know, would, would it be okay if I write a, oh, yeah, that'd be fine. How much do you want? Holy cow. Yes. Oh, and you're going to pay me? I could have been doing this for two years already. Like the the things that we build up that that fear into in our mind almost never and we talked about this in the episode but it almost never happens that way and even if it did even if it did happen the way no okay no they said no you already don't have the thing that that you asked for and then they said no which means you still don't have the thing that you asked for nothing changed you're in the same 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 state but if you ask and they say yes then that would change the state that you're in. Either they're going to say yes or they say no. If they say no, you're in the same boat that you're in. If they say yes, then you can jump ship and swim to the other one that's bigger, better, and, and maybe less full of holes or whatever, whatever the circumstances are. But unless you ask, despite the fear, you don't know. You don't know. You're in the same boat. So at the very least, throw a lifeline out. See what happens. Ask. If it happens the way that you envision it's going to happen, at the very least, you have an idea that, yep, I figured that was going to be the case. You already knew. Or you ask, and you're like, oh, that went way better than I thought, which is more often what happens than not. Then you're in a better case. So doing things despite the fear is huge, huge. And, you know, she's a, she's a true testament to doing things despite the fear because of all the things that she was able to go through, not just not just the cancer things I've talked about you know, that continued to to mold and shape her into who she is now. But even before then, she talked about she was getting in the ring with somebody and beating batter with them. And, oh, man, this person wants to knock me out. I want to knock. That takes a special type of person, special type of, of, of fearlessness to be able to do that. And she was already doing that. I'm sure, listeners, whatever you're doing throughout the day, you're doing things that somebody else would find incredibly terrifying to do, yet you do every single day. And because you do those things every single day, you are overcoming the fear. If you can do that for this, why can't you do it for that thing that's holding you back from being the person that you truly want or, or, or truly want to be, or even the truly the person that you are designed and capable of being?
Yes, sir. We talked about her Cancer Comeback book series and how incredible it was that she was able to self-publish that and have some control over that and and really what that can do for people who are in that position. Uh, the way she talked about it and the way that it seems a very powerful thing uh, for a lot of people, whether uh, someone in that position, someone who knows someone in that position, someone who loves someone who's in that position. I think those are great tools that she has developed with the right intention and they're clearly making a difference and, and I really commend her for putting the work in and not compromising on that series because I think a lot of people have benefited and found comfort in, in those books. Yeah. You know, what a, what a truly remarkable thing to, to a gift sort of say, to be able to give to somebody in, in, in those positions where they can truly help and be inspired and grow from where they are to be better than, and, 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 have an opportunity to focus on the positive things that are inevitably happening for them as opposed to only focusing on the negative aspects of what's happening. Yes, sir. And lastly, of course, uh, it's mentioned both in this episode and in Annie's episode, but uh, Toastmasters. Yeah. Sounds like we'll have to uh, look into our own Toastmasters for real and kind of check it out because she, she credited them to some of her uh, speaking ability and she, just like Annie, I think it was very well-spoken and articulate and you can tell that uh, whether from her own ability or the help from Toastmasters, it, it definitely has paid off for sure. Yeah. I, how remarkable it is that, that both people, we had, we, so just full disclosure, I suppose, we recorded both of these episodes in the same day, Annie and, 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 and Fitz, and both of them mentioned Toastmasters. That's wild, wild. So like I said, yeah, I definitely would be, I, and I've heard about it before, Brad, um, I think the first time I, I was introduced to it was from Ultra Learning, and he talked about how to improve. How to basically the, the, the really fascinating book about how to how to learn things at a, at a remarkable rate, and kind of some different ways that people go about doing that. Really interesting book if you haven't checked it out. Ultra Learning, it's a good one. But in there, he talked about Toastmasters, and that was the first time I was introduced to it. And nothing since then. We've done countless numbers of, of episodes. We have a lot a lot of guests on. Nobody's talked about it. Yeah, two people talked about it on the same day. Yeah, it makes me wonder. Well, we kind of asked prompting questions about how they became better public speakers. And maybe that was the question that brought it up. But how many people have we talked to already that also were part of Toastmasters and we just didn't know because the question well, wasn't asked? Well, yeah, that's a yeah, that, maybe that's that, a staple we ask is have you ever joined Toastmasters? Are you part of Toastmasters? <laughs> Do we, is there is there like a special pin that we get? We're going to make those. Anyways, Toastmaster <laughs> pin? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Well, I'm sure that's Toastmaster's domain. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll join and we'll find out. <laughs> find out. But Anyways. Definitely yeah. definitely something I would be interested in looking into because of the, the benefit. I'm sure everybody can understand the benefit of being able to speak clearly and more concise and precise with your words. Seemingly, that system is designed to do that exactly and at a seemingly reasonable rate at that. So definitely something uh, I I think we both would be looking into. So cool. Those are the points. Make sure you come back next week for even more points and another great conversation. Until next time, I'm Chris Kent. And I'm Chris Bean.